0: Welcome to Funeral Potatoes for the Singles Ward. Tune in to today's taboo topic with Kaylee and Tracy. We're doing another podcast episode, and we have a guest. Yeah. <laughs> would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, I would love to. I'm uh, Luke Ewells from mm-hmm. Florida, a native.
0: He's super Florida.
2: Super if Florida. you look up Florida man in the dictionary, <laughs> his face is there. <laughs> right there. With an alligator in one hand and a deer head in the other. (laughs) And he's single and ready to
0: flamingle.
1: Maybe not flamingle, but... Yeah,
0: flamingle. How about, are you ready for a Pringle? Ooh. See? Oh! (laughs) Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Well, we don't have Pringles, but I was just talking. You
1: can buy my love with food
0: we already fed you we don't need to do it again yeah (laughs) be satisfied all right so this will be our second guest episode and it's going to be a little bit different than our last one because it's set up more as an interview but it, it should still flow pretty well especially since really there's two of you that can answer the questions here because today what are we talking about tracy missions so we're talking about
2: all of the things that you guys wrote into us about and things that you wish that you had known before you served your mission Mm -hmm. what you wish you had known for post mission life just Mm -hmm. like everything getting rid of the mysteries around serving a mission because i don't know about you luke but when i went on a mission nobody told me anything about being a missionary yeah
1: pretty much i went to pretty blind yeah yeah, uh, I was the first person to serve a mission in my family ever. So
0: same. Oh, well, that's cool. I knew nothing. Yeah. All right. So since we do have <laughs> one, at least you know one or two listeners who have not gone on missions <laughs> <laughs> and are not part of the church, um, do, do one of you guys want to give a very quick rundown of what a mission is? What kind of talk? What kind of mission we're talking about?
1: Okay. Perfect. So, uh, well,
0: faster than that.
1: <laughs> okay. Well. This is what for, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> your mission is what we.
0: Uh... It's it, You two years for men, 18 months for women, typically. Yep. Um, you travel away from home with somewhat limited interaction with family and friends so that you can dedicate that time to serving the Lord by service, by knocking on doors, yep. and we call it proselytizing to people. I mean, that's used in a lot of churches regarding missions, but. Yeah. It's not a very popular term, otherwise. You're
1: leaving your friends and family for two years to preach the gospel and to serve people. Um, it's, I mean, we feel it's like it's a responsibility once you know something is true to share it. It's just like mm-hmm. if I eat a good cookie, man, I'd, i want to share it. That's Tracy, a nice. well, piece of this cookie. That's a
0: really nice thought, <laughs> but nice. as someone who really loves cookies, I don't share. I don't share, yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> but understandable. That's All right. good So both of you served missions. So where and when did the two of you serve your missions?
2: So I served in the Philippines Angeles mission from October 2012 to April 2014.
1: I served my mission in El Salvador uh, September 2013 to
0: 2015. Cool. So, they were mm-hmm. not domestic places. No. <laughs> um, What's foreign? International. Foreign. We, okay, yeah. So, we call them foreign or what stateside missions typically, at least for those of us who are in the States. Yeah, okay. So, those are some like pretty exciting places. Okay, yeah. So, as we dive in, um, so how did you guys end up deciding to start a mission? So, you guys clearly said you did not know a lot of what to expect. But, so how did you actually come to the decision to be willing to commit so much time and effort to serving a mission?
1: Man, that's a great question. Uh, I guess it's it's originated for my love of the gospel. I've always had a strong desire to learn more about Christ. And uh, in my early years, it was kind of hard to see myself serving a mission. But it wasn't until I think one of my best friends was a big influencer in that, my friend David. He, he decided to serve a mission, and which really influenced me to, to really learn more about what he was wanting to go do and sparked my interest, and then I went to EFY. And Apples. so, yeah, I, I guess it really come down, came down to, to my friend David. He, he helped me decide whether I wanted to go on a mission or not. Okay, right
0: on. Nice. All right.
2: How about you, Tracy? I never wanted to serve a mission. <gasps> what? I never, I ever straining. had the desire to serve. I definitely thought sister missionaries were really weird. And <laughs> if a girl served a mission, then she was really weird too. For
1: a long That's time so... in Florida, <laughs> we, had a, time. we had the weirdest missionaries. And so for that yeah. reason, I didn't want to serve a mission either. So I actually, I wanted to go play football.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just did not want to serve a mission. It never mm-hmm. crossed my mind. And then my mm-hmm. senior year of college, I was getting ready to like graduate and get my life together in a way. Um, and I had big thoughts of becoming like Tina Fey yeah going to i've told you this story yes, before yes, yes. and moving to chicago and joining second city improv group and then one day becoming a writer for snl that was my whole plan after college and the lord was like no <laughs> and was like you should think about going on a mission and i was like absolutely not <laughs> and he kept doing that to me like every couple of weeks and i would be like no nope, i should not think about going on a mission And then one day he like really got me Mm -hmm. before church and said, you need to go on a mission. And I was like speechless. I could not speak. I couldn't do anything. And I went to a sacrament meeting and I hadn't said anything to anyone. And my bishop came like running at me across the chapel and was like, I know you're supposed
0: to go on a mission. I'm going to start your paperwork today. So it's meant to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, so I did want to add to that question um, for both of you. So I think it was Uchtdorf in the last round conference where he mentioned, aside from his awesome adventure talk, was he talked about living a more intentional life. And so I've always wondered, at least for missionaries, because I think to be able to survive um, up to two years of time away from everything you know in a completely different atmosphere, that you have to be able to forge on ahead with purpose, and that's how you kind of stay more dedicated. At least that's my... My thought process. So, did that decision um, on make on going on that mission? Did it change in any way as you prepared, as you got your calling, and then as you headed out? Like, did that ever change at any point? Did it did it grow? Did more reasons come upon you?
1: I would say it definitely grew. But okay. the, f- the closer I got to my mission, the mm-hmm. harder it was to leave. Okay. As far as like the anxiety, the mm-hmm. temptation. I mean, especially here in Florida, it's not like. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what kind of temptations are out there, but
0: all sorts. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: it, it was definitely, it definitely grew the, the desire. Um, it just, the confirmations of the decision to go serve, you know, grew.
0: Mm-hmm. And did that stay with you throughout your entire mission or did it change in any way? Oh yeah, definitely. Grew. Yeah.
1: Definitely knew I was doing the right thing the whole time.
2: I'm one of those people that when I make a decision to do something, I stick with it no matter what even if it's the wrong
0: decision stubbornness
2: yeah Yeah, i'm very stubborn um so when i decided to serve a mission after i sent in my papers and then like got my call Mm -hmm. i had to wait like four months before i got to go to the mtc oh really so i got my call. i had to do the same thing yeah i got my call in june and i didn't go in until october and so i was like
1: yeah, they made Struggling. me wait like five months. <clears throat> yeah. And then when it came, it was like, I'm not ready. <laughs> I had like five months to prepare for my mission. Yeah. And I'm not ready. Not to ready.
2: <laughs> but like, I was so set. Like, I was like, I'm going. Like, I just went through six yeah. months of the Lord <laughs> testing the crap out of me basically forcing me not forcing me but like telling me you have to go on a mission like you're not doing this other thing that you wanted to do you are going on a mission so I was like I'm doing it like to hell with everything else like I'm doing this Like (laughs) (laughs) it's happening Mm -hmm. and that yeah that stuck with me throughout my entire mission I was like I am here I am Mm -hmm. in the Philippines Yes, I'm miserable, but I am staying. <laughs> I am not I going so home. Would, yeah. but I'm doing it. you know That's
0: what?
1: So I hilarious. had nightmares about going to serve in the Philippines, and like, really? over... <laughs> I was like, please God. Oh my goodness! <laughs> if you love me, please don't <laughs> send me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my nightmares were about serving in France. Really? Yeah. Because snails are like no, mean French the, people. The week before I got my call, I was I had this nightmare that I was preaching in like like around the arc de triomphe like somewhere in that area. Uh-huh. And I was like panicking cuz I couldn't get french out and I was like <laughs> I can't I can't speak french and I took french for a semester in college and I hated french. Like oh. I hate french so much. And literally I woke up and I was like, Heavenly Father, send me anywhere, but don't send me to France. Please don't send me to France. And the Lord was like, if you get called to France, you'll be fine. And you know, you'll enjoy it. And I was like, oh God, I'm going to France. Oh no, I'm going to France. I can't go to France. I can't. And then oh, the next so week funny. when I got my call to the Philippines, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was
0: so that's relieved. really funny. Oh my gosh.
2: Yeah. So I was stressed about France <laughs> while you were stressed about the Philippines. So. Huh. Well and I am
0: wondering if like everyone gets those nightmares. <clears throat> oh sure? yeah, there's always places where you don't For want to serve sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I'm laughs> other, on you,
2: Luke. My other nightmare right. was getting called to like Kansas, like the middle of oh, like Kansas gosh. or Nebraska. And there's no, nothing. You. <laughs> you. yeah. You can that was practice my
0: other your You can you can practice your lessons to the corn. Yeah. Get no lost on the cornfields. <laughs> Like in that Stephen King movie I don't want the watch. Children of the Corn near me. Like, but I you not... can convert them, Tracy. No, you cannot. No, you cannot. Have you seen that redhead? No, you cannot. I haven't seen the movie. I just read the short story. Oh, and they're very, gosh. they're very religious. Not so. the right way, Kaylee. Kaylee, I will educate you after this about Children of the Corn. It is not. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <sighs> that will be funny. Is there usually time of reference, like, you usually have two months or something? You or does put it your availability
1: vary? date, and mm-hmm. you, typically it's pretty close to that. Like, no? I put my availability oh. date, like, a month out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and same. Yeah, I came back, mm-hmm. it was like four and a half months.
2: It's, oh, it's different of. for everyone, because I had elders in my MTC district who had literally submitted their papers in August... Got their call on like September first, and we're going to the MTC with me in October, and then oh, wow. there was like me and my companion who had so both sent it in in like April. Oh my god! Got our call, or no, we sent them in in May. Got our calls in June, and then weren't going to the MTC until October. So wow. like it, that
0: is weird. It
2: varies, but mm-hmm. okay. I will say that when you do go, whenever your report date is that is 100 percent the mtc district that you're supposed to be with the lord has a plan for you with Mm -hmm. that mtc district because i know that he definitely did with my district so yeah we're all still
0: pretty close today oh nice that's cool Yeah. yeah all right so how did you prepare in the time that you had from even not knowing where you're going and then after knowing you're going where you were going so how did you prepare
1: oh my gosh i tried to like <laughs> besides trying to memorize like the whole i book did of mormon. it yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean you try to prepare spiritually but there's no mm-hmm. way you know until you're there and you're like kind of know what you're getting into to know what you're mm-hmm. yeah no i tried to read the book of mormon in in uh in spanish and i was just like uh, not knowing anything mm-hmm I could just say a few bad words, (laughs) so as far as preparing, yeah, no, Mm
0: -hmm. not quite.
3: Okay,
2: I definitely could not prepare Tagalog at all to save my life. No one around me spoke it. No, so is that what you call it? What is it? Tagalog. Tagalog. That just
1: sounds terrible.
2: It's great. Okay, (laughs) jerk. It was really hard. I was able to go out with the missionaries every now and then. So we had elders in our ward. And they called me to be a ward missionary, like, right after I got my call. So I would go mm-hmm. out on lessons with them. It's all coming back. And that helped. I have to think
1: about it. This was six <laughs> years ago, too. So mm-hmm. it's, it's been a while. So I guess I did the same thing. Yeah. 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 You're nice. right. Oh, you know what? And I went to the temple, like, twice a week. Yeah. That oh, was a good, good. – prepa- uh, helped me prepare. Yeah, I did that,
0: too. Yeah, yeah. All right. So as you guys were somewhat attempting to prepare, did you guys get any advice as you were getting ready to go?
1: So in my home ward – there's this guy named Ben, he served in the same mission that I served in 20 years, I guess, before I got there. Oh, wow. So he would tell me these war stories, these crazy like <laughs> third world, like just the crazy stories. Um, he would give me advice, like don't drink the water, you know, like we would get water with a uh, larva, like little mosquito larva in it and stuff. Like don't, you know, Ew. make sure you're drinking it's filtered not water. not enough
0: protein to be worth <laughs> drinking it, so. Ew.
1: No matter how bad, you might want to drink it.
0: Yeah, don't drink the water in a third world country. You need bottled water. Did they
2: give you one of those Seychelles water bottles yeah. at the MTC?
1: I don't know what it was called, but it the like about awful
2: right. filter one. Yeah, that like takes nine years for the water to get to your mouth. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. Okay. After a while, we just became immune. I guess maybe not, but we just stopped using them.
0: Yeah, we didn't mm-hmm. use them. Either. <laughs>
1: Still carrying around <laughs> some parasites from El Salvador, but...
0: Probably. Um, yeah, I got no advice. All right, that's fair. <laughs> all right, so you got your calling. You tried to somewhat prepare. You went with that advice. What was it like going to the MTC on your very first day?
1: Oh, my goodness. What was it like? It was overwhelming. I, I went to the Mexico MTC. No kidding. Oh, okay. So oh, it was like okay. right after that was wow. open. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, and that's like where you suddenly get your shock too. Like, yeah. right? Like, I yeah. already have another culture. So
1: already, like, just the weather was different. Um, I mean, the bu- the even the bus drive over. I mean, the guy was driving like a maniac. It's like organized chaos. Was the best way <laughs> to describe Yep. I mean, anybody that serves in a foreign country knows that you know it's way different as far as cultural wise. you get to the school and I'm just like, what in the heck? I don't have a companion. I don't know where to go. And I saw this Samoan kid. His name was uh, Elder sua End up going to the same mission as me, um, being in the same district in the MTC, and we served through the mission. So we became actually really good friends, but I was cool. like, hey, you don't have a companion. You want to go find out what the heck we're supposed to be doing right now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness.
1: Um, so, yeah, it was a pretty cool experience getting there, but... Uh, that at Mexico MTC was like a prison. So
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I know
1: that's what your your next question, of, you know, we'll get there in a second. Um.
0: <laughs> it was like prison. All right, good to know. How about you Tracy? Um, How was your first day? I was so stressed like
2: the entire morning before. <laughs> I was so stressed out. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And then driving up I went to Provo MTC. We were one of the last few um, Tagalog speaking districts to end up in the Provo MTC. Because after when I got to the Philippines, so like two transfers after I was in the Philippines, they started sending everyone to the Manila MTC for Tagalog speaking. So it was only like Visaya and Hiligaynon in the Provo MTC. So that was weird. But I was stressed the entire day. I was the first one in my district in the room. So they dropped me off in this room with this dude that's like speaking Tagalog to me. And I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. And then he walks me to this like computer lab and I sit down and then this other kid comes in like a minute after me. And uh-huh. he and I look at each other. and We're both like, what is going on? <laughs> we both basically oh. started screaming in the computer lab together. and
3: uh, That right. pretty much well- sums
2: up my entire first day. Yeah. All right. I didn't meet my companion until later that night, so I mm-hmm. was alone yeah. for oh, it's most of the back. day. I
1: remember Thanks. I didn't yeah. sleep because it was like an eight-hour flight or something. I can't remember. Something mm, stupid crazy. Yeah. I almost missed my connecting flight to Mexico. Um, and then they were like, oh, at the end of the day, they were like, oh, you need to write your parents so they know you're alive. <laughs> <laughs> So right. I remember being in the computer lab, like you're talking about. They're like, oh, you need to sign into your LDS mail. Like, might as well just send a... Confirm the
3: cartel did not get you. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah.
1: That's what they said. They were yeah. like, no, that you need to send an email to your parents so they know you're not dead. That's right. exact words. Almost. That's
0: probably comforting. I had a family. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, so MTC is definitely an interesting place. I've never been there. I've only ever saw pictures of everything that my sister posted because she went on a mission. So, but after your first day, how did you get into the run of things? Like, what did you end up really doing at the MTC besides being really confused with foreign languages? I was confused for, like, a solid week, honestly. (coughs) Like, no shade. I was just Uh confused for a week. How long were you there?
2: Nine weeks. Okay. Huh. Not as bad as the Japanese speakers. They were there for 12 weeks. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, we would. And that's what I had nightmares. We would. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I feel like is really shady about the MTC, and I'm gonna Not say bad. it. They put all of the Asian missions in this one really old, janky building on MTC campus. What? So, like, to live in, we all lived in this really old, janky building, uh-huh. and then to go to class in, we had this really old, janky building. We didn't know there was a better building <gasps> until like my sixth week when we did. No, um, yeah, yeah. yeah when we were the like hosts for new missionaries coming in and we were getting them set up for day one. And yeah. I took this girl to like the state <laughs> building. And I was like, your classroom is so nice. Your dorm is so nice. What is this? And she was like, I, I don't know. And I'm like, you need, you need to thank your lucky stars that you're here. You need to pray every single day and thank heavenly father you got stateside because oh my you're in paradise and I'm over here in MTC prison, okay? Like, you are so I'm blessed. No. But yeah. Just,
1: just preparing you for the actual Literally, vision. that's what it was, yeah. <laughs> like, oh with our goodness. one bathroom so, that, like, never um, worked. Bathroom. It
2: was, yeah. No.
1: Don't get me started on that. Oh, my
2: gosh. Like. It was awful. Anyway, so, MTC. <laughs> when you weren't complaining. When <laughs> we weren't in shock about the horror of our living situation. Uh-huh. Um, or our classroom situation, Mm -hmm. we, you spend the day, you do like personal and companion study in the mornings. You have, um, language instruction during the day for an absurd amount of time, or it felt like an absurd amount of time for us (laughs) because we all struggled with Tagalog so hard. Mm -hmm. And then we did gospel teaching training, and then you would have like gym time or ex like go out and do something athletic-esque so you can not die on the sports fields yeah go on the sports fields and play the ball yeah and stuff um and then come back and go do practice teaching with spoiler Uh alert your mtc teachers who you don't find out are your teachers until weeks later (laughs) which was the worst but yeah that's pretty much it
0: how are they your teachers if they're not teaching you
2: um, so with, I don't know if it's the same for you, but for us, we had one teacher who was with us for like a solid week
0: uh-huh.
2: and it was just him. And then after the first week we started teaching this investigator, quote unquote, oh. and his name oh. was okay. Junjun. We would teach him, we taught him for a solid week and uh-huh. then after, on the last day of that week. He was revealed as our second teacher. Surprise.
0: Yeah. Oh, and we goodness. all, and
2: it was after this like really heartbreaking like lesson with him where he tells us that he can't learn from us anymore. And what? like, I'm not kidding. It was so awful. Like, oh. he basically broke up with every single one of us in our district. And he was like, Yeah, you know, like, I can't. Learn the lessons from you anymore because you know my wife says this and she says this about the church, and I, I just can't like I can't investigate any further. And so, like, all of us have this like emotional breakdown in this lesson with this guy uh-huh. who we don't even freaking know, but we're all just like so emotional anyway. So, all uh-huh. of us end up crying and we go back to the classroom. And one of the other teachers in the hall is like, Oh, yeah, your teacher will be here with you guys soon. And we're like, Oh, okay, cool. Next thing you know, this freaking dude June, June walks in and he's like, "Oh, guess what? I'm not actually June, June I'm your teacher." And we're all like, "I cried for you. I cried
0: for you." <laughs> oh my goodness, that is so cruel. The betrayal. That, were hilarious. they just trying to like get you ready for like <laughs> yes, uh, uh, yeah, to be denied? Yeah, goodness.
1: Our teachers did a really good job. It's I, I'm sure it was very similar compared to yours. Mm-hmm. Um, we had two teachers that would alternate. But the people that we were teaching were actually investigators, okay. which was really bad because I'd, we did not know anything about Spanish. At all. I didn't, anyways. It took me several months to get it down. <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of like school in the MTC. I mean, it was just like a, a, a schedule. It was, you get up in the cra- crack of dawn and you go to bed at 9, 10 o'clock and you're, you're literally you are in prison <laughs> the whole time. They have your skier <laughs> scheduled planned out yeah. from the mo- the moment you get up, the time you go to sleep.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you find that comforting or annoying?
1: No, it was it was like let br- I, by by the sixth week uh, we were in there six weeks, and by okay. the end I was like get me the heck out. And they send me out, and I'm like send me back. <laughs> 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 Didn't know how good we had it <laughs> until yeah. we were out in the field. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. All right, so you guys spent six weeks and nine weeks at the NTC. So yeah. what happened then when you – how did you get to your mission location from there? Like, what happened then?
2: So we got a Trunky letter. Yeah, that's what we called it. We called it a Trunky letter with mm-hmm. our um, travel plans in it. Don't ask why it's called a Trunky letter. Not, I don't know. I can, like, I can see you, like – I can see you questioning me. I don't know All why. Right. This is just what All they right. called it. Um, so we got our travel plans.
1: Was it a letter from your parents?
2: No. It was a letter from like church headquarters or whatever, uh, okay. like it mission makes, headquarters. Oh, it makes me like, okay. travel plans okay. because
0: it's a letter and they use trunks. Listen, yeah. I don't question it. This is just well, like in my what it is. it's it's the church, it's <laughs> the NBC, it's the mission prep. They they have yeah, their own way of doing things. I don't know. All right, so you get your trunky letter. Yeah, we got our
2: trunky letter <laughs> and it had our travel plans and our like date set that we were gonna be landing in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. When we got to the Philippines, it was, like, a nightmare situation. Oh, like, no. we all get there. And so it was everyone from our whole zone. So there were four missions in our zone. Uh huh. So there would be – there were four different guys at the bottom of the escalator from Manila. I remember this so vividly right now. Okay. Um, and they all had a different mission on their, like, like signs. Okay. And so they were like, all right, Kauaiian mission – you guys go over this way and they were like what we're leaving right now and so all of us start like panicking and like freaking out we're like we need to say goodbye to people we haven't said goodbye yet and they're just like going like whisking them away and we're like oh my gosh like you can't handle this and so like our like we slowly like all got separated and my mission buddies from my district and I all walked with like Like, crying the whole way to the van. And the dude was like, it's fine. You're going to see them in, like, 18 months. Get over it. And we're like, but we don't know if they'll survive. Who's going to take care of our babies when they're gone? And, like, yeah, we were just a mess. But Uh we got into this little janky van. It was so janky. And we drove three hours to our mission home. And we got there, and we were so jet-lagged. It was, like, six o'clock in the evening when we finally got to the mission home and we all just okay. wanted to pass out and our mission president and his wife met us outside and they were like you gotta stay awake we gotta keep going we're gonna make it till nine o'clock we're gonna make it till nine o'clock oh and we're goodness. like no Oh
0: goodness. but
2: they fed oh. us they had us send oh. like a video message to our families to let them know that we hadn't died on okay. the plane right over That's, and then, yeah,
0: comforting, I'm sure.
2: then mm-hmm. our mission president gave us like a little orientation and he kept, like, clapping pot lids every now oh and then when goodness. he could see that we were getting really tired yeah. and, like, starting to <laughs> drop off. So oh he would goodness. just, like, playing a pot He's lid. He's clearly
0: been through that And event. wake wow. us up. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, my but, yeah. gosh. And then the next day we met our trainers and mm-hmm. dispersed into the wild of the Philippines. Oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah. So I remember getting off the plane and getting hit with humidity so yeah. hard. Like, I could not breathe. Mm-hmm. You think it's humid here in Florida, In El Salvador is so like much it's... closer to the equi- equator. I finally like... felt
2: like I could breathe again when I got mm-hmm. to the Philippines because oh. Utah was like making me get nosebleeds. Oh. Yeah, and then when I got to the Philippines, Utah. I was
0: like, water. In my air, I feel it. <laughs> like, well, I'm yes. right there
1: with you, but this was like even more. Like I'm a frog. I'm. I, I need to be by water. So humidity. I'm, I love humidity. I love that. But this humidity was just. I was not prepared for it. Maybe. I get slapped in the face. I'm just like, <gasps> okay. That happens um, every
0: time I walk out of the Orlando airport, and I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. after that. yeah. But it's like right when you walk out, yeah. that's, yeah.
1: In and in a heat that just, you could probably only feel in hell. <laughs> and maybe All in El right. Salvador a little bit as well. <laughs> um, uh-huh. So when we're getting off the plane, having this piece of paper in Spanish, it was going through customs or whatever, because it was an international flight flying from Mexico to um el salvador and i was like remember i was like trying to like figure out what the heck this paper was saying so i was i felt like i was cheating on a test looking at other people's papers like (laughs) what am i putting here (laughs) like how long are
3: we gonna be here (laughs)
1: where am i going Uh, and i remember i want to say they were late picking us up so we were like all outside the airport like clueless um, yeah. But the good thing is we came in a group like right when they changed the age. So there was so many. We had like 36 missionaries mm-hmm. were, wow. like, in our group. Something okay. crazy like that. I don't know. Uh-huh. Probably around 32. We get picked up. Uh, well, actually, the APs at the, t- the time. Um, we get taken to the temple. Our mission um, had the temple, and it was actually really close to oh, – that's cool. So we weren't too far. We were probably about 45 minutes away from the temple. Nice. We had orientation. We sent a letter or like an email out. So mm-hmm. parents. Another
0: confirmation. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm.
1: confirmation. You we guys didn't are die. alive. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember much of that day. Um, but the next day we went to changes, intercambios, and then uh, went to our, our areas. Nice.
0: And then what, what What was that like? Like as you started training, yeah. as you yeah. got so to your area, met your, your trainer. Stressful. That, that first <laughs> yeah.
1: So after changes we uh we were shipped off I had a two and a half hour bus ride and this bus ride was i mean it was bad. you think of like, you know, like a like nineteen eighties bus mm-hmm. i mean that's what they're using down there no a c like and i'm i have two bags that I'm carrying plus a book bag too and I remember being on the bus we get to uh, an area uh where we had to change to a smaller bus an even crappier bus because <laughs> the area is like... <laughs> uh, so far out um but that i remember being on the bus and i was like everybody's looking at me i was way bigger than everybody He was like towering over everybody and i just okay. remember looking at myself and i was like am i ready to die <laughs> <laughs> i mean like two and a half hours of passing sugarcane on the side of the road and like clay like villages like i'm just like am i ready to die for this work and (laughs) two and a half hours later i'm just like well if i'm I'm gonna die eventually and there's probably not a better way to die and then from there we just went at it i guess so but i remember having that conversation and i was like I, i literally i thought i was gonna die am i ready to die yeah full send let's go <laughs> all right
0: hey yeah if you if you die before your work is done happy day it's like a free ticket
1: to heaven right basically now. yeah there <laughs> yeah take me home
0: <laughs> i was stressed for like the first
2: three months of my mission solidly like i was so stressed out
1: how long did it take you to pick up the language
2: nine months fluently oh yeah. man
1: Nine months. Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> uh, fluently, comfortably, probably like six months. But I could actually understand it in a month, and I could speak it f- pretty fairly in like four months. I mean, like yeah. fluent, fluent. I mean, I'm still not fluent. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. suficiente para sobrevivir. Like, I'm sufficient to survive. But yeah, like, yeah. um, no, I'm mm-hmm. still learning. I
2: I was comfortable with like gospel Tagalog after like oh, yeah. my training period. That's when I was okay. like, I can teach oh. just fine. I can answer your questions about the gospel just fine, but like conversationally I was a mess.
1: But it was, was it a it was it yeah, well, for me like the accent from Mexico to El Salvador? Oh that's true. Was oh. Huge. Yeah, that be it was like I was different. relearning how to speak Spanish. Yeah,
0: was there were there also like word or grammar changes? Oh yeah, there's yeah.
1: a yeah. lot of slang. Oh. So like yep. the yes. best way I can put it for you is El Salvador is like the redneck Spanish.
2: Perfect for you. (laughs) (laughs) Except. (laughs) Uh,
1: Very informal. Very, like a lot of slang. It it was like the trucker Spanish. Interesting. Yeah, that's the best way I can explain it to you. So it was like a big change going from Mexico to El Salvador.
2: So there's 99 different dialects in the Philippines.
0: (gasps) What? (laughs) Um, Snap.
2: Yeah. So I served in areas that spoke Tagalog, Kapampangan, and Ilocano. And my first area was the Kapampangan area. Uh So I started picking up, like, kapampangan words and i thought it was tagalog oh and then Mm -hmm. i got transferred to another area and they were like i don't know what that word is and i'm like what do you mean and they're like (laughs) i don't that's not tagalog (laughs) (laughs) but it was like it wasn't like gospel words it would be like random like fun things you throw into conversations like conversational words
0: all right. So, you have to finish training before you get into any potential leadership positions. But did either of you uh serve in any of those or Yeah, I for
1: sure did. I'm, I yeah. know you did. Does yeah.
0: everyone end up serving in one or is it just like no. half the people on a mission mm-hmm. or like It's different. A small quarter?
1: It really it depends on your mission president.
2: I trained once and then I was a sister training leader for three transfers. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: I actually had two trainers. <laughs> my first trainer was like a slacker. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the heck he was doing. He, he did a really good job at, as far as like trying to teach me Spanish, but yeah. he was from Peru and didn't know any English at all. So that was very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, plus dealing with, you know, getting sick and my brother actually got in a motorcycle accident as well. So I was dealing with that. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. But That'd yeah, right. uh, we ended up switching. I was like, president, this is not going to work. <laughs> hmm my companion is going to the same house every day for three hours <laughs> What? yeah he was just not wanting to teach I mean we still baptized but uh-huh. it was just, just slacking
0: right and you're allowed to ask for it to be changed transferred. yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah so you did. write
1: your mission president yeah. every week and so he knew that we were kind of having issues and,
0: and then so you ended up getting trained eventually and then so what kind of leadership positions did so you serve m- in
1: I served as a trainer as a district okay. leader okay Uh, what does that mean a district it's all about organization right Mm -hmm. so there's companionships and then within a few companionships there's a district so every district Mm -hmm. will have like three or four depending on the zone obviously yeah or the group how many people are in your zone Mm -hmm. will depend on the districts and so you're a leader over a certain amount of companionships and then and then there's a zone leader and so there's Mm -hmm. usually several district districts in a zone and i was able to serve in all those
0: did you enjoy any of them
1: uh, I I really enjoyed uh, training the most. Okay, I was like begging, well not begging, but I was like, don't you dare make me an assistant president. Like,
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm over this. Give me a train. I want to work. <laughs> yeah. that's funny.
1: Yeah, but uh, yeah, the the more the more responsibility the kind of suck you the job because I mean you just you just, <laughs> you just gotta deal with all the drama all the sister mm. missionaries that you know that they all the stuff that they have to deal with and then uh the missionaries that that aren't so obedient and you're training every week Which I didn't mind any of that, but it's just, it's just our mission, which I'm sure every mission is, they record numbers. And so our mission was all about numbers and I hated it. I hated that Mm -hmm. factor of being a leader. There's
0: been a lot of those issues before, I think, in the church. Yes. Being too focused on numbers. I,
1: it was hard for me to to measure success by numbers. For me, like how I measure success, I would say this is how I pretty much lived every day by was as if I could come home knowing that I'd done everything possibly to be able to spread the gospel or serve somebody. Mm-hmm. If I came home tired, then I know I did my my best that day. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of do have to have to get on to missionaries about, you know, getting out there. But then again, you know, numbers are low some nights and it's just another factor of the mission I did not like at all. So mm-hmm. when you're, you know, sister training leader, I mean you, you know all about that, so
2: I actually yeah. really liked being a sister training leader.
1: Well, that's a whole nother ballgame, It was though.
2: so like, fun. <laughs> it was so, it's, yeah, it's way, it's better, way than better than, than period, y'all. It's way better for you, all It's way better. Listen, if my, if my trainee listens to this ever, she will definitely say that, like, our time training together was very difficult. <laughs> oh, yeah. she, she is a very emotional person, and I am oh, not. Mm-hmm. So, like, she cried all the time all the time, and I would be like, you have five minutes to cry, and then you need to pull yourself together, and then we got to go do stuff, because I don't have time for this. That's rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Goodness. I Every day, and she was Filipino, so I'm like, you don't even need to be crying right now. Like, you already speak the language, first of all. Mm-hmm. Second of all, you're not in a foreign country. You're just, like, a couple hours north of your home. Oh, like,
1: my god, I can't.
2: Yeah. I just, I, <laughs> oh. we, we struggled a lot.
1: Golly. Mm-hmm.
2: We had a lot of issues, but we got along really well. She was the best. I love her to death. Anyways, being a sister training leader, I think, was so much more fun for me because we were over three zones of sister missionaries. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, because we didn't really have that many sister missionaries. Oh, okay. In the three, out of the three zones, we had 24 sisters, so, and then there was another set of sister training leaders that covered three other zones, and then there was another one that covered three other zones, so we all had a lot of areas to cover, but we would do like two to three exchanges a week. I would usually go to the other area and meet with one of the sisters, and then we would switch places and mm-hmm. follow them for a day, and I loved it. I thought it was so much fun going well, with good them on for exchanges. you, okay. Okay. It I didn't was have the always best fun. missionaries. So listen. Like, I was always sister going missionaries to like are the <laughs> <best>. <laughs>
1: babysit.
2: Sister missionaries are the best. But I will say that there were a few areas that they sent us to specifically to like peep and see if they were yeah. being obedient or not. I really and those don't. would but be the But they're always on their
1: best behavior when that <clears throat> happens.
2: Even though, like, yeah. I know that President sent—I know he sent me to those areas because he knows that I am a no nonsense kind of person, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I can smell the bullshit from a mile away. <laughs> so we would be on an exchange with one of the girls that he had like questions about. And I would Mm -hmm. find that stuff real quick and I'd be like, All right, we're gonna have a talk before we go on to our next lesson.
1: Call my my hound dog Tracy. We're
2: gonna have a little talk (laughs) and we're gonna have a come to Jesus moment right now. And then we're gonna go on for the rest of the day. And then at the end of the day we're gonna have another come to Jesus moment. But I loved it. Mm -hmm. I loved being an STL. I had so much
0: fun.
1: I love training. I could have trained the whole mission, but...
0: You only train your companions, right? Or new, do you brand train... Brand new ones. Yeah. Okay, just one at a time or sometimes yeah. two if there's a w- One trio. at a time. Well, I've, had, I've seen We never trios. had trios. No? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We I know they're rare. I don't know how They're more of a stateside thing. We states, had, think, we had in our
1: mission, if 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 you know, if they were doing like an emergency transfer, there was a trio. Mm-hmm. Or... Okay. I, uh, we really didn't have trios.
0: All right, so what was it like having companions all the time and, you know, when they don't always know all the languages? And <laughs> I love the faces you guys are making. <laughs> but now you're going to have to put that into words, please, because not all of us know what's up. I hear stories, but we'd love to hear some of them now. I hit or
1: miss, honestly. So, like I had seat. some of the best missionary companions, but then again, I had some of the freaking worst.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. same honestly like when i got set apart as a missionary my stake president was like what is something that you're worried about before going into your mission i'm like (laughs) i am worried that i'm going to kill one of my companions i was like because i know that i'm not gonna have my normal coping mechanisms like i'm not gonna (laughs) have music i can't just walk out of the house if i'm stressed out like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna have to be with this person 24 hours a day and if i am going to be with someone that long i might kill her So I need you to to bless me with, like, an added capacity to, like, love my companions, whoever they are, or, like, find a way to deal with them. And honestly, like, the best advice that I got was not until I was in my mission, which came from my trainer. And she said, before every transfer, I pray that I will feel the love of the Savior for my companion before I meet them. And that I'll remember Uh that love for the companion throughout the time that we're together. And that, like help mm-hmm. me survive Maybe a that couple of rough me. companions
1: there's a few missionaries i i threatened that i was gonna be i was like mm-hmm. dude uh, you're gonna be drinking through a straw you do that again
2: <laughs> oh my goodness it's hard it, it is really hard. like there are some that you'll meet them right away and you just jive perfectly yeah. right and you're like we are mm-hmm. on the same page like we're gonna work well Absolutely. together we're gonna be amazing and you're best friends like mm-hmm. by the end of the transfer
3: mm-hmm for sure.
1: but in general it it's yeah. hard to be with someone twenty four seven. Yeah. And that's when you're on a mission you're supposed to be with someone twenty four seven. Exactly. I mean, as protection as far as um their safety and numbers. So mm-hmm. But it, it, it is it is difficult.
0: So and then this is one of the questions I wanted to bring up, uh, Tracy, since you and since you just mentioned it, uh coping mechanisms. I've heard a lot in the past couple of missionary stories that i've heard just around online from people and everything is that one of the things about going on a mission is that you don't really get to have all of your basic coping mechanisms you can't just sit down and watch tv you can't listen to any kind of music you can't just plot a book and have some fun or spend all day drawing or anything you can't just go off and do anything so how did you adjust and how did you did you find new coping mechanisms to to relax and to uh to recover and everything like what did you do instead to to make it easier for yourself I don't know if you had this in El Salvador, but we had, like, pouch mail
2: uh-uh. that you could send between, like, other people in your mission or other missions in the area.
1: No, they stopped that. that oh, okay. No, we couldn't do that.
2: I used to write, like, little pouch letters for people from my yeah. MTC district. Mm-hmm. And so we would all update one another pretty frequently about what was going on and just kind of commiserate together. And then, aside from that, I would write in my mission journal a lot kind of let my mission journal have (laughs) all the feelings and the frustrations that Uh, i was experiencing so that way i didn't blow up on a companion (laughs) or anything but companionship inventory was a very helpful time to air grievances and that happens once a week in weekly planning so interesting Mm -hmm.
1: those sometimes can make me cringe I sometimes hated weekly planning oh yeah
2: for yeah. sure but I mean I definitely let it fly a good yeah. number of times in companionship inventory yeah so
1: yeah. Uh, coping mechanisms I mean of course you have your personal study every day mm-hmm. um, which was a big help so the gospel I mean it it will help and give you comfort the best coping mechanism for me was probably working my freaking tail off. Like I said, my brother got um, in a bad motorcycle accident, lost his leg, and I. I remember, I remember just praying, and I was just like, "Lord, Lord, answer my prayers." And He was like, "Stop focusing on Him. Just get to work." And I remember, mm-hmm. work was the best medicine for anything except, you know, if you were sick, you know, Pepto Bismol was <laughs> obviously the best yeah. medicine for that. Mm-hmm. But uh, working, you know, and really dedicating your time to the Savior was by far the best. M- Coping mechanisms. But there are some other stuff oh. that we had as well. Like our mission present let us listen to Christmas music. So oh, nice. I got my family to send me some country Christmas. Oh my
3: goodness. You <laughs> <Ew. laughs> <laughs> oh, because goodness. of that. Gross. <laughs> <laughs>
1: because of that i can listen to christmas music any time of the year now oh, really? <laughs> yeah. and you can judge I mean, me that's totally fine <laughs> I'm judging you. but so much. it's just like you going to make food from your mission there's mm-hmm. no difference for me like christmas mm-hmm, but... music is a part of my mission i hated christmas okay. music before oh, but really? huh. um coping yeah i would say that was a big one um exercise mm-hmm. Uh, was a big, big stress reliever. I mean, going foreign, like, that's, that's huge. It's I mean, a huge it step. Like, if you don't exercise, especially in the beginning, like, it's, you're, you're hurting, you're, you're hurting yourself. So, yeah. you know, a healthy body, healthy mind, and uh, really, sure. really following the schedule of being obedient, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Lots of prayer, too. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I
1: mean, I, the, the gospel, Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm big one. Oh, oh, uh big one was i wrote in my journal every day just like you did um i wrote in my journal every day for like 16 months uh and then it kind of trickled off from there went mm-hmm. like every other day and missed the day and, but uh i would also write my family every a little every day because i was the first one to ever serve a mission like my mm-hmm. family was going through a big shock as well yeah um, that's a big adjustment and to help me process my emotions my feelings I would put them down a pe- on a piece of paper, and by the end of the week, I had like four or five pages, and I would send it off. I, I sent my mom and my family a letter a- every week for a year, and after right. that, was pretty much you no know, looking back. I didn't really need to send them anything <laughs> no. else. It's like, talk to you guys after. All <laughs> <But, laughs> <we're> right, good. <laughs> See you in a year. Yeah, I'm good now. <laughs> oh, that's funny. There's a, yeah. there's a f- different feeling about writing and, like, actually sending letters. It's a it's lost. Great.
0: Lost art. Yeah. Lost scoping it, mechanism. It's, it's lost it's something yeah. special. Yeah. That's cool. Did you guys ever use the, the email system that they use now?
2: Yeah. We, um, about midway through my mission, um, they told us that we can start emailing friends mm-hmm. as well as family members. Um, oh, so that was an exciting. A
1: of email friends. That's crazy. That was we exciting. Were, mm-hmm. We were allowed to email Pretty much whoever we wanted, as long as it was appropriate.
2: <laughs> but we still weren't allowed to email like people of the opposite sex in our mission, because they were worried that we were gonna have like inappropriate oh, relationships. Yes, <laughs> no, that was Draw definitely a thing which is smart, day. but
0: um, understandable. Yeah, no.
2: So I definitely emailed my a couple of my best friends from college, mm-hmm. and like my mom and my sister, I emailed. And then every now and then I would get a random email from, like, one of my old, like, MTC district people.
0: I tried to do Mm -hmm. uh, personal ones with my sister the whole time on her mission, but I think it only worked, like, half the time because she'd get so carried away in writing all of her emails that there was only so much time to write to everyone. Mm -hmm. Well, that's funny. Okay, so, and then speaking of family and friends, how did you deal with not being able to talk with them that frequently. I mean, a week is not that often, and it's not like a real conversation when it's a letter. So, did you guys have any struggles or issues with that? How did that go for you? I was fine with it. <laughs> which, sounds, <laughs> which sounds like, oh, yeah, that sounds yeah. like me. But,
2: like, I was totally fine.
1: I lost a lot of friends.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, really?
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, why? I mean, yeah, I no. lost a lot of friends. I mean, what? I... I'll probably count on one hand how many f- actual friends I have versus acquaintances.
2: That's terrible. Yeah,
1: no, I lost a lot of friends.
2: I'm I was sorry. fine. I, I knew like going into it that I would have like two or three people outside of my immediate family that would be writing me regularly, and mm-hmm. that's basically what I had. And then I had my mom and my sister emailing me. Whenever I got, like, a random, like, surprise email from someone else in my life, it, like, made me so excited. But otherwise, I was fine. Like, mm-hmm. I'm cool only talking to my family once a week via email and, like...
0: <laughs> it's enough. <laughs> FaceTiming during Christmas and Mother's okay. Day. Like, that's... I'm okay. I'm cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. All right. So then, when you were clearly busy and not too distracted with family and friends, what was your schedule like on the mission? Like, was well, it very similar to the MTC? Like, how did your days go? Because I know there's P-Day, which is what I'll... Is it always money, or does it vary per Probably location?
1: Depending on the mission president. Yeah. I think he has the power to change that stuff. Interesting. But okay,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: But yeah, uh, m- typical day, you get up, exercise, eat, you do your personal study, companionship study, language study. Uh, there were some areas where we had to be back at like 6 o'clock, and mm-hmm. so we would actually do all our studies at night. So we would leave in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, get up, exercise, eat, and then go proselyte, and then come back and do all that, be mm-hmm. in the, and then be in the house for the rest of the night. It really just depends on the area, but yeah, as far as as far as like after that, I mean, you were, it was free game. You can go out and do whatever you wanted. As far as service, I mean, it was a good mm-hmm. time.
2: Yeah, you make your own schedule. I mean, you're for us. It was like from eight to ten, we were doing all of our studies, and then we would go teach from ten to twelve thirty. Mm-hmm. Come back for lunch, have language study, and then go back out until about like eight thirty, and yeah. then sisters had to be home by eight thirty. Mm-hmm. I always
1: found that study like the the time that they gave us to study was never long enough. No. Yeah, I always like got lost in the studies. It's just like uh, companionship study. I don't want to study with you. Do you want to like skip this or? <laughs>
2: <laughs> what did you guys do for companion study? Because uh, I want to uh, know like <laughs> how yours differs from like ours. Why well, do you
1: tell me mine? Cause I'm, no, I'm, <laughs> I asked you. There, as well, as your
2: companion, on. study like
1: um, we would go over like lessons, how to teach. Um, you know, being in sync as far as like teaching lessons, like that was a big thing. Because you know, you'd say a little bit, and then you look over your companion. And they would say a little bit, and you'd have to go back and forth. But you'd have to be on the same page as well.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, like mm-hmm. learning on, you know, what scriptures you wanted to use. Obviously, you're teaching people. A lot, not lessons, but as far as just getting in sync, that was probably the big part. If there's questions that we got that we needed to, you know, that we didn't know, uh, which happened a lot in the beginning of the mission, later on it was like, yeah, I know the answer that question. <laughs> but what about you?
2: Actually, in every companionship I had, we would spend the first like 10 or 15 minutes talking about what we studied in personal study. Okay, yeah. And then we would go over like our random. We always would get out of left field questions from our crazy investigators that we were like, we gotta find an answer to this one, and then we would spend the rest of the time trying to find the answer to the question. Yeah, mm-hmm. and afterwards, just sit there and be like, well, Heavenly Father, we did what we could. <laughs> <laughs> Please help us. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's oh, okay to funny. to not know mm-hmm. the questions. It took me a while to be okay with that answer, but yeah, but they were like, this, some people just try to ask questions that. Yeah. <laughs> no idea. That like, are the worst
0: yeah. and have nothing to do with anything. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, this is always my favorite question, and I think a lot of people enjoy it. And it's especially good because you two both served um foreign so did you eat any weird foods
1: oh yeah you go first
0: oh i ate so many weird. i ate <laughs> yes, all the, the weird Philip, things you know they have some pretty great food i specifically I tried
1: knows. to stay away from that stuff yeah. like <laughs>
0: no <laughs> we had
1: cooks in every area that we would pay and i was what? like don't give me no weird stuff like i'm Come not gonna on. eat it
0: that's like cooks? that's supposed to be like one of the highlights they had Your cooks food. in their mission? yeah. I don't understand. Well, that. we, we is... paid
1: members to make us lunch every day, or either go eat on the street or something like street food. That's what?
2: legit. Yeah. Can you describe the shock that's on my face right now? Can I can't. Like...
0: I don't even understand. I feel like... so betrayed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: we had uh, we had we had mission uh, members do our laundry. What? We had yeah. We paid. What? I paid forty bucks for them to do my laundry four times a week, or four times a month. <laughs> four times. Four times a month, forty bucks. This is ten dollars a week, so they can share a month. <laughs> and and to cook us uh, lunch, forty dollars like, for lunch. A- so eighty bucks. I've never would cover.
0: heard of any missionaries doing that. Yeah. See, we had.
1: Well, I thought about. I didn't. I didn't want to have to do that. <laughs>
0: We oh, had a sister. In, yeah, but <laughs> she suffered a
2: little bit in that oh, way. <laughs> no, we
1: suffered in so many other ways. All right. <laughs> I
2: think we had a sister in two of my areas that mm-hmm. did laundry for us. Otherwise, um, I yeah. was doing laundry by hand. I, I didn't
1: want to do my own laundry. Like that would take so long. I got really
2: fast. Weird foods. All right. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So I tr- tried balut. Which is the duck egg, the baby duck inside the egg? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, was it uh, like an actual Twice, duck? Yeah. Ooh. Quite the <laughs> I've seen videos yeah. of that. Yeah. It is was it raw? No.
0: You. It's hard boiled. It's like yeah, it's hard boiled. So hey, I tried no. that. I've <laughs> seen
1: videos of this lady like taking an egg, mm-hmm. cracking it, yeah. and eating the little baby.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. You, you crack open yeah. the top. And you drink the I freaking, oh, I don't there's... know the I don't know the word in English. You, you drink the right You drink the Sabao, which is um it's like oh, broth kind nice. of. It's just juice. You just drink it. It tastes like chicken what? soup. And then you pour um, you pour spiced vinegar inside. <laughs> Ew, vinegar. Yeah, it's really good because it has like I hate vinegar, it's vinegar so much. But then there's also like, like with the chilies passion. and the garlic smell. and onion, like all mixed up in there, and some other secret Filipino spices in the spiced vinegar. Pour it in there, and you peel it open the rest of the way, and you just eat the whole thing.
0: It's See, good. I know in Ali's China, like it's hard boiled, like where you can't like suck anything out. It's good.
1: That just sounds
2: disgusting. But like it was it's, good. Like, it was surprisingly good.
0: Yeah. And then
2: I also had Dinukuan, which is blood soup made nice. from pig's blood and pig intestines. I had that oh in every gosh. area because I wanted to make sure that I didn't like it and I did not like it. <laughs> but one of my friends in the mission loves it. Loves it. Um, I also had...
1: We weren't even allowed to eat pork in our mission
0: because it was so dirty. <laughs> really? Yeah.
2: Oh, wow. We were advised to not eat a lot of these things, but I, I like still that. eat them anyway. But, yeah, yeah, it's
0: it's worth the experience. If you get yeah. sick, you've learned. Like, I also that's why I lived in China.
2: I can't remember what it's called in Tagalog, but they're um chicken intestines. They're just on a skewer, and they're like Did you eat like chicken ribbons. heart? I did not. I had chicken feet. I had um,
1: chicken feet. They were like, what else? You're, you're pretty much eating the skin off the feet.
0: Yeah. That was the one thing I wanted to try when I was living abroad in China, but I could not bring myself to do it. It's 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 hard.
1: Yeah, it's like sticking a little hand in your mouth and and chewing on
0: this. Someday I'll be there, I hope, Uh, but I did not have the guts for that. Yeah,
2: those are, that was pretty much the weirdest things that I ate. I liked most of them. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I really liked chicken intestines. Those are actually really good. They're barbecued. They're great. Oh. Wouldn't you barbecue oh. something? You barbecue anything? Can... I'm sure
1: it tastes. Yeah, so they
0: make grilled. anything pretty decent. They're grilled.
2: They're great.
1: <laughs> a little charm Yeah, on
3: it. <laughs> yeah
2: that's way to do it. One of my housemates, they call it's called. Oh, frick, I don't remember what it's called. Um, but it's basically just congealed blood, and you barbecue yeah. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she would eat that all oh the time, gosh. and she's like, "I'm a vampire." <laughs> Little hey, so Filipino accent, <laughs> she's my favorite. That's adorable, and she would just have like blood running down oh the sides gosh, of her face. Oh my god,
0: no! <laughs> I love you, Paula. Oh, Goodness, <laughs> that's so funny! Yeah, also weird. Uh, so. we, we had oh, yeah. like uh-huh. pig's feet. How did that feet. taste? Uh, chewy, did it taste better or worse than the chicken's feet?
1: Worse, okay. I don't know, I, just the okay. texture, the fact that there were feet, it was just you yeah. know yeah no I stayed away from a lot of other stuff like um, they had I don't know just the way they even prepared meat was disgusting so I tried to stay away from a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a cook that was in a, a market and right beside uh, her shop was a, like a meat market and they would be sitting there stuffing intestines mm-hmm. and just ugh, it was so nasty. It just flies everywhere mm-hmm. and I mean it I mean you think about like third world meat market? You picture the worst and it's literally probably twice as worse than that. I it,
2: got you on yeah. that one.
1: You you, you know, like yeah. Is, yeah.
2: I walked face first into a pig once. You oh. say what? Like I walked face, oh, face first, first into a pig into a hanging pig Good. at yeah. the meat market okay. and like
0: girl it was traumatizing. What is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, it was a my lot. goodness.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'll try to stay away from all that stuff.
0: They're selling dog meat on the street once.
2: I did serve in one area. It was when I was training. Oh my gosh, I'm remembering things now.
0: Um, we were <laughs> teaching
2: this less active and his family was like, oh, do you want to stay for dinner? And we're like, oh no, like we have a lot of appointments to go to, but like, thanks for asking. And they were like, oh, cause we're going to eat this dog right here. Do you want to watch us prep it? And as they said that they like cut off the dog's head and I was like, I can't be here anymore. <laughs> oh my goodness. it was as you're sitting they're my...
1: petting my dog
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i just remembered
0: <laughs> and oh i was like we, God, gotta go. <laughs> we gotta oh go we gotta go oh my goodness <laughs> run out the door we like
2: finished that lesson so fast and we we're like we gotta get out of oh here oh my gosh mm-hmm. yeah
1: that, that's ugh. yeah that's terrible
2: yeah. Oh.
1: In, our, in our mission, we had just had a ton of stray dogs. And so to think about, like, someone mm-hmm. going and, like, cutting off one of them nasty dog's head yep. and preparing it to eat. And mm-hmm. that's what
0: it was. It was a stray dog, too. Oh. Um. Okay, so everyone always says it's the hardest thing they've ever done. Why?
1: Well, oh, to leave 18 to 2 years, mm-hmm. I mean, that just alone is a long time. Mm-hmm. You're dedicating your whole life to something that has no gain, as far as you know. You're not getting any kind of school credit. You're, mm-hmm. you're no worldly gain. Yeah, it's it's like yeah, You're not making service. money. Service. You're. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've lost friends like over there. I mean, they probably shouldn't have ever been my friends. I guess if they. Well, <laughs> but I mean, it really showed friend. you who yeah. were real people. But I mean, you're leaving everything to and and the heartache the the time that you spend in the mission is just blood sweat and tears and you know mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. you learn you grow, you grow so much but it's also like laying such a good foundation for the rest of your life like if I had never served a mission I don't I'd probably be dead right now to be completely honest or close to it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah mm-hmm. it's the hardest thing but it's also the best thing so it's kind of like, the bittersweet of mm-hmm. the whole situation like you're becoming who the lord wants you to become mm-hmm. it's going through the refiner's fire yeah I mean, it really is. You, you can't grow if you can't you know like
0: that's true you have to
2: go under that pressure yeah. the whole thing is one big challenge after another yeah like mm-hmm. that first challenge of <clears throat> figuring out how to be a missionary reconciling your style of teaching and your personality with what like Your idea of a missionary is figuring out how to teach in another language or figuring out how to match the culture of the place that you're serving in. Being able to forget about your aches, pains, sweat, all of that stuff, like (laughs) focusing on someone else besides you and like not just focusing on the people that you teach, but focusing on serving your companion Because the more that you are serving your companion and helping your companion, the closer you two become and the closer and stronger the spirit is to your companionship, which Mm -hmm. ultimately helps you in everything that you're going to be doing as a missionary. So it's one hard thing after another, but like you said, it really does lay the perfect foundation for the rest of your life because mm-hmm. now like you've had that experience you know for a surety about your testimony of the gospel and you know like i saw how the gospel and the atonement of jesus christ like changed so many people's lives mm-hmm. i witnessed the change happened i can't deny that like mm-hmm. i know that
0: it's true and yeah. it's gonna stay with you for the rest of your life would you guys do it again
1: absolutely yeah yeah. like if president nelson called me say mm-hmm.
0: hey, he's like hey, yeah you're
1: i need you to serve another mm-hmm. two-year mission and be like where am i going yeah, yeah.
3: i didn't want to come home i
1: mean of course i'd like <laughs> would want to find a wife <laughs> and get married but <laughs> no you gotta go <laughs> alone
0: <laughs> uh two questions so what's your favorite memory what's what's the like the the best thing that you've learned what's the best outcome that you've had um when you look back at your mission what comes to mind
2: I got to go to the temple with a family that I had helped reactivate in my mission. They had been members for like 30 years, inactive for 25. Wow. And we got to help them come back to church. Mm -hmm. And then we got special permission from the mission president to go with them to Manila to get their own endowments and then to be sealed as a couple for the first time. Uh Uh-huh. And it was their first ever experience in or near a temple in, like, 30 years, and that was the best. And then the same day, um, a recent convert family from that same area was getting sealed, and my companion and I got to go after. So we watched that family get sealed first, Uh and then we went to the next room over, and we got to see this other family that had been baptized get sealed also. Okay. Okay and we got to, like, help wrangle the babies outside the room before they oh. went to the ceiling room because the the sweet little couple missionaries couldn't <laughs> <laughs> wrangle them because they all uh-huh. were not English speakers, so we got to help oh. wrangle them, and it was, like, a really nice surprise reunion when we all, like, went into the room together with the kids, mm. so it was really sweet. Oh, that was nice. That was my favorite. Mm-hmm.
1: My favorite was probably... Um, Meeting someone that really needed us, hermana Ana, um, she was just going through the loss of her daughter, so it was really hard on yeah. her. So the plan of salvation really made sense for her, but to teach her about how you know families can be together forever was probably one of the sweetest, sweetest things ever. Um, mm-hmm. Just the the pure joy and all the emotion that we had in that lesson was very overwhelming just to to let her know that you know she could be with her daughter but yeah she she ended up she's like first counselor in the relief society now and she's endowed so there's a lot of sweet memories but it, it definitely be like ones like that where you can really tell the spirit was really testifying to them through us and our message
0: Okay, um, so this, I'm actually really, I've been really excited to do this episode, because hopefully, fingers crossed, on Tuesday, my little brother gets his calling. Yay. So you've yeah. So he's been getting updates, so I'm super excited, and when we first discussed doing this episode, I asked him if he had any questions that I should try to ask, or if there's anything he wanted to know, and he only had one, and it was super cute. He asked if he, how will he know if he's good enough? Oof. So how would you guys answer oh. that one?
1: Man, that's a natural feeling. You're not you're never mm-hmm. gonna feel good enough. You're not mm-hmm. gonna feel good enough until you come back from your mission.
2: Yeah.
1: In that sense. And
2: mm-hmm. even then you're still gonna question it a little bit.
1: Yeah. But then again, um my advice to little Bro, uh, just work as hard as you can, man. Don't let numbers or anything discourage you. You know, if you come home every day, just like I said before and, and you put everything that you could have done done everything that you could have done that day you'll be all right he'll be sitting good and 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 i feel like the lord will be very accepting of you know his service
2: i got this advice from someone in the mtc um my companion and i in the mtc had a lot of self-doubt issues and confidence issues even though looking back on it now we were kind of the best ones in our district um (laughs) Uh-huh. Not to sound proud, but like we were kind of great. But like at that point in time, we were so unsure of everything because we just felt so inadequate all the time. And this teacher in the MTC, he read that part of Preach My Gospel where it talks about your call as a missionary, like mm-hmm. your divine call as a missionary, and how your face and your application was seen by prophets and apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, and that your call is divine. And yeah. The prophet basically said that you're good enough to go and serve a mission. Yeah.
1: By receiving that call, (coughs) you are called of God to go to a specific area. I mean, you you don't know where along in the process you're going to be as far as in in the harvest, but the Mm -hmm. fields are white, like, and they're ready to harvest. As far as that goes, like, you don't know if he's going to be preparing, you know, the ground, you know, planting the seed,
3: Yeah, you know, but Mm -hmm.
1: he is he'll be specifically called to the the true at heart that are ready and sincere, like sincerely ready to hear the gospel
2: yeah, yeah. like you're
1: the you're divinely
2: called by by god yeah. to be a mm-hmm. missionary and that time that you have as a missionary is so short but it's so precious and right. because you've been called by god like you said the lord is really providing you with everything that you need to succeed He's called you to a specific mission. He's called you to specific mission presidents and wife. Mm -hmm. He's called you to specific areas, companions, districts, everything. Mm -hmm. And the people in whatever area you serve in were meant for you to meet them. And you might not be the one that baptizes them, but you could be the one that gets them one step closer to being baptized. And Mm -hmm. your testimony helps them get yeah. to that next level which is the most important thing so yeah. satan's really going to work hard to make him feel like he's not good enough and to make him have sure. those moments of self-doubt and questioning mm-hmm. but it's important for him to remember that simple truth that he was called for a reason
0: and it's up to him to figure out what that reason was
3: mm-hmm.
0: I like that thank you hear that jacob peterson <laughs> you got an answer all right um and then for anyone else who might be pre- be preparing for a mission. Do you guys have any other final advice that should be noted?
1: Just work. Work your bed off.
0: Take naps when you can. <laughs> <laughs> no. you, you can take naps? <laughs> no. <laughs> we that's supposed to I would take a Is
1: Sunday it? nap for like twenty minutes. We I don't know.
2: sorry, President Martino. Sometimes I would nap through language study. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> we would do that. Or like if you're okay if you're serving in the philippines you will learn this skill and you will learn it very quickly you will know when to get off the jeepney by like the sounds around you so you can take naps on the jeepney as well Mm -hmm. i got really good at taking like 10 minute power naps on my jeep rides
0: those are good oh and then so there's people preparing to go on their mission but what about the people who are coming back you know if they listen to our podcast upon their return what do you think that they should know about post-mission life it's sucks. awful. <laughs> <laughs> Stay on oh, your no. mission as long as you can. <laughs> Just don't come
2: home. No, um, oh honestly, like I've told, th- I've told you this story before. How when I came home, I was so overwhelmed and overstimulated by all of the like technology and crap that was happening around me. Yeah, that I when literally the day I got home my mom was like oh throw your clothes in the washer we'll like get you something <laughs> yeah, and I threw my clothes in the washing machine and I yeah. started immediately sobbing and oh, like cried goodness. on the washer cause I didn't know how to use it anymore
0: <laughs> oh, no. and my mom was like what's wrong with you and I oh, couldn't yeah, speak no.
2: English right. and I oh. was just so weird and my. it's just hard yeah. it's hard coming home
1: my mm-hmm. advice is to stick to the same schedule you have Oh, yeah? Get up, exercise, read your scriptures every day. Every day. I stopped getting up early. I stopped reading, and it, I, I lost. The, well, I mean, you're obviously going to – you're not going to have the mantle mm-hmm. anymore. But you want to keep that spiritual high as, as high as you can for as long as you can because the world sucks. It
2: does. <laughs> I definitely mm-hmm. became nocturnal when I came home because – Really. The Philippines is twelve hours oh, behind, oh, so when I came home, I was oh, like, no. "Nighttime is go time." So I was, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was awake at night. Adjust. It took me so long to like oh, fight that, but like for the longest time, I was oh, awake man. from like midnight to seven a.m. Holy Just God. like doing random crap in the house, like cleaning or <laughs> organizing my life or doing. I don't even know what I did those first like two weeks, but I could not sleep at nighttime. I had to be awake. I was like, everybody's out doing missionary work and i'm here at my house what am i doing
0: like i'm just imagining like your sister getting up for like a midnight glass of milk or something and then she turns on a light and you're just like there with your glasses and we... like mopping the floors we, sh- <laughs> we... <like>, <laughs> we shared a room
2: at that point when i came home we shared a room and so like i would have the closet light on and i would be throwing clothes everywhere and she would be like just turn the light off. And so I would be like, okay. So I would turn <laughs> off the light and I would continue throwing clothes around in the closet like organizing things in the dark. Oh my goodness. And she would wake up the next morning and see me like passed out on like a mountain of my clothes, just like, why are you like this? <laughs> oh, no. oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I was a very, a very strange return missionary.
1: My family said I had a, a, a Mexican accent like a latino accent
2: oh yeah yeah
1: (laughs) did you have a
2: i didn't um, have a filipino accent i really can't uh do a filipino accent but to overcompensate for my inability to speak english properly (laughs) i would speak with like the most ghetto accent (laughs) ever so i would be like Okay, girl. So, like, you see, what we're going to is, and I talked like that because I could not
0: oh my process
2: how to speak English again. <laughs> so, if I wasn't speaking English uh-huh. like that, so
1: that's why they sound like that.
2: Though. If they don't sound like that they do, though,
1: like the nail salon, like, oh, girl, you're so pretty, you're so pretty. But they girl, don't sound like that. They
2: have a different <laughs> voice and accent altogether. Oh, like it's. It's just I how just it turns. yeah, that's just it what happened. I don't know. I don't know why. Huh? But yeah, don't come home. Just stay in your mission. Like moral of the story, just stay yeah. as long as you can. And then uh-huh. when you do come back, just like pray that you're not weird. But you're gonna. Be <laughs> oh, they weird all are. Yeah. They are. It, oh, yeah. when there's I, no way to
0: avoid the weirdness. It happens, and you'll adjust eventually. Give it some time, and don't try to date anyone immediately. Oh no. Yeah, don't do that. Don't. No matter what your mission president says. Please give yourself some time. That's the one thing I oh. learned from not going on a mission. So,
1: it's hella awkward when you back and you're trying to date. <laughs> mm
0: hmm. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. No. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-mm. <laughs> all right. Well, anyways, that's all the questions that I wanted to ask or that we wanted to go over. Thanks right for joining for us, Luke. Thank yeah, you thanks for joining us, Luke. Me. You shared <laughs> a lot of insights and funny stories. <laughs> so. so fun. That's has been good. Is there Hopefully any. you
1: don't edit them all out.
0: We're just going to cut <laughs> you out of this entire thing, okay. actually. It's just going to be the two of us, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll listen
2: to it again and I'll be like, you know what? You that know, part with the boy, I'm not good. a fan of. Let's just cut him out no, of this entire thing. Let's just do episode. it over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you have any final parting words for our four other listeners? <laughs> no. 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 Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you again. We appreciate it. All right. i hope you all learned something. If you guys have any missionary stories, especially return upon returning from your mission and rejoining the single, the the life of being super aware of how single you are. So please message them to us. Yeah. And we hope few. you learned something. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Got a few for you.
0: Make That's sure they're appropriate perfect. stories. <laughs> yeah. We, they do need to be appropriate. We're just kidding. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, thanks, guys. All right, thanks. Bye.